Welcome, listeners, to our David Fincher series review on The Social Network. I need to do something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun, and they lead to a better life. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that friends, pictures, profiles? I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. Site got 2,200 hits within two hours? Thousand. 22,000. This idea is potentially worth millions of dollars. Millions! You stole our website. They're saying we stole the Facebook. I know what it says. So did we? A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. You're going to get left behind. It's moving faster than any of us ever imagined. Get left behind. Let's sue him in federal court. I can't wait to stand over your shoulder and watch you write as a check. You guys were the inventors of Facebook. Invented Facebook. Is there anything that you need to tell me? Your actions could have permanently destroyed everything I've been working on. We have been working on. Do you like being a joke? Do you want to go back to that? Mark! This is our time. You're being accused of intentionally breaching security, violating copyrights, violating individual privacy. Your best friend is suing you for $600 million. As for the charges, I believe I deserve some recognition from this board. I'm sorry? Yes. I don't understand. Which part? So, Dean, The Social Network released in 2010 about Harvard student Mark Zuckerberg as he creates the social networking site that would become known as Facebook. He is sued by the twins who claimed he stole their idea and by the co-founder who was later squeezed out of the business. Starring Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Justin Timberlake, Army Hammer, Army Hammer, and Rooney Mara. Do you know there was a lot of people that actually got fooled that uh, there was two Army Hammers, that he was actually a twin? I mean, myself included. Not now, though. You, you obviously know. Did you think that, that, was the, uh, that the, the Army Hammers, both of them were uh, doubling each other in Call Me By Your Name? I mean, I didn't know who Army Hammer was until I saw Call Me By Your Name. There's actually a guy named Josh Pence who was the body double for Hammer, playing both the twins. He also appears as a cameo as the guy who is being detoured out of the bathroom by Zuckerberg and Saverin. I have no recollection of that. All right, we'll move on from then. Do you think there's any like identical twins that are actors? I mean, I'm sure there would be for situations where they need. Oh, um, the the Sprouse twins. Who are the Sprouse twins? Okay, so you know them a lot uh, more for their when they were much younger. Uh, it was the kid from Big Daddy. Oh, yeah. What about Mary, Kate, and Ashley? Are they identical twins? I believe so, yeah. Then they, they did a whole lot of like those like Disney movies with just those were they two. Full like, house? Double, double Trouble and you know, any, any form of pun on a twin-related thing. Yeah, they were Full House. Okay. Yeah, they could be identical. Maybe not. Although, probably. I think they, would I think be. they are. I think yeah, they are. They would be. Written by Aaron Sorkin, adapted from Ben Mesrick's 2009 book, The Accidental Billionaires. Did you know Aaron Sorkin before this? I can't remember back in 2010, but I know of Aaron Sorkin, uh, West Wing. Yes, West Wing. Yep. I know he did. I know he directed Molly's Game. Okay. He also did that TV show, show I like. I mean, what's that? The Newsroom. The Newsroom. Okay. Still haven't seen a single bit of that. Have you? You should watch the very first scene because the very first scene pulled me in. I was like, yeah, I'm on board with this. And it's Jeff Daniels. Like, you know, that's a star right there. Fair enough. Directed by David Fincher. Have you ever watched The West Wing? Nope. You know, I tried watching that. I, I watched a bit of that, like a chunk of season one. I, I had to get out. Maybe it's because I'm not American, <laughs> but I, I, I'm... I like American politics. Like, I, I think I'm into all that, that garbage, you know, freak show that is the American political uh, 
landscape. But man, it was it, it's a tough watch. I was going to say, considering you've fallen so head over heels in love with Hamilton, and I'm pretty sure West Wing, like Hamilton borrowed a, a couple of things from the West Wing, and you've gotten so much into American politics because of this, it might might be good for you to check it out again. Again? It was tough enough yeah. trying to do it once. <laughs> <laughs> that and The Wire, I just can't get through. Yeah, I, I, everyone keeps saying, oh, The Wire, one of the best shows of all time. I just, I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. But like we said, David Fincher... We obviously have skipped over The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Zodiac because we've already done these in previous series. I think Zodiac was a patron-requested review way back in the day. Pretty sure that might have been our either our second or our third patron-requested patron review. And we had Benjamin Button, which was part of the 2008 Oscar series we did. No need to go over them again. Definitely not. Not the uh, easiest of watches, either of them. No, that is true. Cinematography by Jeff... Jeff? Jeff Cronenweth. <laughs> What? What now? Well, first you stuff up saying Jeff, and then you say Crothamuth. <laughs> I said Cronenweth. Right. Cronenweth. It is right. <laughs> Cronenweth. Okay. He was nominated for this, as well as... Oh, he wasn't nominated for the next film, but he did also do The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which will be next week's episode. Music by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who did win for this film, for their original score. Yeah, good score. Trent Reznor. What else has he done? Uh, he's the good bloke from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, but what else has he done, though? I think it's seven. Can you name two Nine Inch Nails songs? Closer and even closer. Wow. See, I, I couldn't, I would not have been able to name one, but I figured you would know one. Probably from Guitar Hero or something. Oh, I feel like that was a Guitar Hero song. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So the script was written in 178 pages. The studio told Aaron Sorkin to cut off at least 30 pages, but Fincher decided to keep all the pages because that's what Fincher does. He doesn't listen to anyone. He just do what he wants. He thought the best way to get through it would to be would be to hire whoever could say the words as quick as possible. Yeah, he told Sorkin to read them all within two hours, and Sorkin did that. So that's why the dialogue in the opening scene starts, like basically when the studio's logo was playing as well. It gets right into it. Mm. Jonah Hill was in contention for Tim Blake's role of Sean, Ar- Sean Archer. Sean Parker, but Fincher said no. Sean Archer. Like, uh, is that face <laughs> off? face off, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sean Archer. Yeah, okay. But what did you say? Fincher said no to it. Yeah. Okay. Guess he wasn't cool enough for Fincher. Are you saying the only reason he went for Tim Blake was because of the coolness of it all? I mean, he's cool. Ooh, you can't ooh, say I've he's not cool. I've got a cool hip ju- Justin Timberlake. Yes. He definitely doesn't He doesn't, definitely doesn't play a cool guy in this film by the end of it. Are you, oh, he okay. Plays, by the end a, of it. Of but he, he comes yeah. across as exceptionally cool in this film. I saw that he lost, he purposely lost a ton of weight so it would make him look younger. Who did? Jonah Timberlake. Hill? Oh. No. <laughs> We're past Jonah Hill, all right? Timberlake lost heaps of weight. I don't think yeah, he so would he went have skinnier. had heaps of weight to lose. Ah, he looked he looked like he went skinnier because uh, to portray a younger person. Was this before or after Black Snake Moan? I th- ooh, jeez. Because I feel like one of these films is the one that actually was like his first serious acting role. Nah, Black Snake Moan was before this. I- I'm almost positive. Black Snake Moan was well before this, 2006. Yeah, there you go. Was it still like a novelty having Justin Timberlake in your film? I feel like it fits well with this film, considering he's playing the guy who, you know, disrupted the entire music industry. You got the, you know, big time musician at this at this uh, point in his life. I feel like this might have been he, he might have been peaking with his music at this point. Really? When was um yeah. sexy back? Maybe a year or two before this. 
a year or two. I reckon it was before that. 2006 Sexy Back was. Wow, Timberlake having a big 2006. Wow, that was peak. Sexy Back on the Black Snake Moon. Ooh, wish I got Sexy Back. You never had it. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I'm still waiting for that first (laughs) round for me. (laughs) All right, let's get back to social networks, shall we? Jesse Eisenberg, who was uh, diagnosed with OCD, said in an interview that one of the hardest things about the role was having to deliberately speak and behave in a manner he had struggled against in his own personality his entire life. Be like a, you know, a recovered drug addict having to play a drug addict in a film. Yeah, but I guess that's why he nailed it so well is because he he knows exactly what to do. It's almost like method. It's almost like he's not acting as we uh, came to learn in his career. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. He's like that in every film. (laughs) Also, as part of his research, Jesse Eisenberg read a copy of Mark Zuckerberg's college application and Zuckerberg's essay focused on his love of fencing, so Eisenberg took a couple of lessons. He quickly realised it affected his posture and the way he moved and applied that knowledge to his portrayal of the character. Interesting. Is it? No, not really. I was debating whether or not to even comment on that little tidbit, Hendo, but I could feel that disapproving look coming through the screen from you. Where is your bloody research? What? I don't need to anymore. We've already established this. So, did you pick up on this? During one of the depositions, I think it was the uh, Zuckerberg's lawyer uh, was trying to find out who the movie star was that they were talking about. Ah. Do you remember that bit? Yeah, Portman. Ah, well, you've done a little bit of research, have you? I mean, I did that whilst watching the film. I was like, oh my God, are they actually not going to say who it was? So, then I looked it up. Google. I was like, Natalie Portman. I was like, okay, what was she famous for? Yeah, Star Wars. That's what she was doing. Yeah, pretty much. down and dirty in the sand. Sand's gross. It goes everywhere. (laughs) Released in America on the 1st of October in 2010 with a runtime of 120 minutes with a tagline of, you don't get to 500 million friends without making a few enemies. Yeah, great tagline. I think this is one of the best taglines I've heard. Yeah. It's I, so smart. Yeah, it's fantastic. I agree. I agree. It plays on everything and it makes you like really be like, ooh, what's happened? Yeah, exactly. Budget of roughly $40 million and worldwide gross $225 million. Very successful. Very successful. At the time of release, there was about 750 million active users on Facebook. If everyone who had a Facebook account at that time went to see the movie just once, it would have grown somewhere around $6 billion. Holy shit. (laughs) But let's head into the Oscars here. This was nominated for eight awards that year. Won three, nominated for five. The the five it lost, it lost uh, sound mixing to Inception. It lost cinematography to Inception. It lost Best Director to Tom Hooper in The King's Speech. Uh-huh. It lost... Be- yep, I, I laugh at that too. It lost to Best Actor in a Leading Role for Jesse Eisenberg, which he lost to Colin Firth for The King's Speech. And it also lost Best Picture to The King's Speech. I think history has, has you know, really looked fondly on the social network versus The King's Speech. Yeah, I, th- I agree with Inception taking the two that it did against it. But the... Uh, uh, the directing and the picture for sure would beat the King's Speech for me. Uh, the the leading actor. Yeah, I can Colin forgive Firth. that one. Like, he does yeah. a lot of stuttering. That's not easy. Whereas Jesse Eisenberg's kind of just playing Jesse Eisenberg, as we've come to establish. Yeah, but again, I feel like in 2010, like, this performance is like, holy shit. But now it's like, oh yeah, Jesse Eisenberg's in it. Yeah, but like I said, it did win three awards. It won Best Original Score. It won Best Film Editing, which I must say, the editing in this film is fantastic. As I was watching, I'm like, geez, I, w- I reckon this 
this would have got an editing nod. Sure enough, when I looked it up, bang, one for editing. I was like, yeah, definitely deserves film editing. And it also won Best Adapted Screenplay for Aaron Sorkin. Can't argue with that. Absolutely not. But let's look at let's look at the scores here. What do you reckon, Dean? Critics or audience? What has it higher? Yes. Ooh. Critics? 96% for the critics. <laughs> 86% for the audience. Yeah, very high, both of them. Metacritic, 95%. Wow. Definitely wow for Metacritic right there. Letterbox 3.9. And IMDb have it at 7.7, over 608,000 ratings. Surprisingly, not in the top 250. Yeah. Uh, this is one, This is definitely one of those big question marks when we're like, really? Like, you got Hutchie in there, but not Social Network? What's well, going you on? you to bring Hutchie into this all the time. <laughs> I think you secretly really enjoy Hutchie. No, I secretly despise the fact that you've rated it so high purely for one key scene. It is a good scene, Hendo. Doesn't make up for the other hour and, ha- hour and a half for it. Richard Gere is a saint, okay? (laughs) All right, right, Dean. Our feature series is nearly complete. Let's get into the breakdown here. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on at patreon.com slash themoviejourney. And we've got over 70 bonus episodes over there, including film series such as the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and Quentin Tarantino. That's right. There's also... So tons of benefits over there, early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular. Exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. And Dean said it's spot on patreon.com slash the movie journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all. 